Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. This is definitely the first take that we've done that intro. Is that what we're called, yeah? It is what we're called, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. Making sure. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Uh, I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay uh, for this week's NXT UK review. How are you, mate? I'm all good, mate. All good. Good-o, good-o. Uh, we're recording this... A little later than usual, uh, a day later, so our tidbits are a little bit behind, if that makes sense. So we're going to do the 7th and 8th of October. Um, We'll kick off with the 7th, a couple of birthdays. In 1987, Aidan English was born. 1975, ECW OG Rhino. And in 1986, Caitlin. We've got a couple of pay-per-views. Uh, in fact, we've got three pay-per-views. Uh, so in 2015, uh, NXT presents TakeOver Respect from Full Sail, Full Sail University. Uh, in a dark match, Bull Dempsey defeated Sawyer Fulton. Uh, and then the opening match of the card, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe defeated Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. Baron Corbin and Rhino defeated Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. Asuka defeated Dana Brooke via submission. Apollo Crews defeated Tyler Breeze. Finn Balor and Samojo defeated Corbin and Rhino. Uh, this was a Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic Cup, uh, and that's when they won it. So Finn Balor and Samojo, uh, Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic Cup winners. And in the main event, in a 30-minute Iron Woman match for the NXT Women's title, Bailey defeated Sasha Banks by submission. Was, Sasha Banks made the Izzy Cry, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So good. we'll shoot all the way back to 2010 for our second one and tna present before the glory um i'm not sure what this is because it's quite a small card so i don't know if it was like a i don't know like a a weekly show that was before bound for glory i guess i don't know i mean it's called before the glory so i would assume so uh but the opening match uh angelina love and velvet sky defeated madison rain and tara um, they clearly did not care about that match. It went for two minutes and 44 seconds. Wow. Um, in a last man standing match, Mick Foley defeated Ric Flair via TKO. Eric Young and Orlando Jordan defeated Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. And then in, say, the main event of the last match, uh, Kurt Angle won the Gauntlet match in 26 minutes, 31 seconds by defeating AJ Styles Abyss, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, D'Angelo De Nero, Doug Williams, Eric Young, James Storm, Jay Lethal, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, Jeremy Buck, Jesse Neal, Kevin Nash, Matt Morgan, Max Buck, Mr. Anderson, Orlando Jordan, Raven, Rhino, Rob Van Dam, Robert Roode, Sabu, Samoa Joe, uh, Shannon Moore, Stevie Richards, and Tommy Dreamer. Fuck it, that's a star-studded battle royale. I know, with, with the exception of the last one. I was going to say, especially when you take into account that account that Max and Jeremy Book are the young books. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah as well, <laughs> just for anyone who didn't know. <laughs> it's wild. It yeah. is. Uh, and then finally, on the 7th of October, uh, WWE presents No Mercy 2007 from the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. In the dark match, Hardcore Holly defeated Cody Rhodes. And then in the opening match of the card, uh, and I didn't realize until I looked it up, um, but it was three matches uh, featuring uh, Big Big Hunter, Big Paul, Big Sexy Uncle Paul. So Triple H defeated Randy Orton uh, to win the WWE Championship. The next match, Lance Cade, Mr. Anderson and Trevor Murdoch defeated Brian Kendrick, Jeff Hardy and Paul London in a six-man tag match. CM Punk defeated Big Daddy V via DQ to retain the ECW Heavyweight Championship. That match uh, down and the ratings is down as a dud. I can see why, because it went for one minute and 37 seconds. I mean, it had Big Daddy V in it, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's you're not going to get a clinic out of him, are you? Bless him. Philip's not getting him up for the GTS, is he? Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, the next match, Triple H defeated Umaga to retain the WWE Championship. Oh, this was that weird... Um... That was the weird pay-per-view where Cena like, had to vacate the title like two days before, isn't it? I can't remember it. Yeah, it's it, because basically Cena tore his peck. Mm. It was when Cena came back in the Rumble and everyone was like, how the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it at Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Yeah. So Cena tore his peck and then like two days before the show, they announced Cena was going to have to vacate the title. Right, right. So he was meant to face Randy Orton in a last man stand match, I think it was. Yeah. And then, like, it, it was just meant, like, the show opened with Vince just awarding Orton the title. Then the, then Triple H came out and challenged them for the title. Right, right, right. For the title. Yeah. Triple H already had a match with Umaga. So he oh, I see. That became a championship Umaga. match. Umaga. Yeah. Right. It was okay. Wild. That makes <laughs> sense now. <laughs> So after that match, Rey Mysterio defeated Finley. Uh, oh, no, no, it wasn't a defeat. It was a no contest. It was a draw. Beth Phoenix defeated Candice Michelle um, to become the new WWE Women's Champion. Batista defeated the Great Carly in a Punjabi prison match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. And in the main event, getting four and a quarter stars, Randy Orton defeated by knockout Triple H in a last man standing match to become the new WWE champion. Oh, the fucking roller coaster that. Very good match, to be fair, I remember. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll go to the 8th of October. Got, got, go a, on, mate. got a quick one for the uh, 7th of uh, October. I was about to say November, then for some reason. <laughs> uh, last year's uh, AW Dynamite, the Chris Jericho 30th anniversary show. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, no, notable things on it uh, we had Brian Cage defeating Powerhouse Hobbs for the FTW world title Hoss uh, fight FTR defended the tag titles against Angelico and Jack Evans uh, Big Swole defeated Serena Deeb the, and the main event was Jericho and Jake Hager versus Chaos Project so Pentaco and what's Luther. his name Luther yeah and Luther fell off the apron um, Jesus but the, the the most notable thing here is the final match of Mr. Brody Lee where he lost the TNT title to um oh shit color match. Which ah. if you, it's a tremendous match. Probably Cody's, in my opinion, Cody's best match ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Nice man. Um we'll go to the eighth of October. 
a couple of birthdays, 1980, The Miz is born, 1979, Paul Burchill, and in 1975, Michael Nakazawa. Yes, boy. Naka, 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 And then a couple of pay-per-views. We'll go to 2017, the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. WWE presents Hell in a Cell 2017. Uh, the dark match, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin defeated Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder. Then in the opening match, Jimmy and Jey Uso defeated Biggie and Xavier Woods in a Hell in a Cell tag team match to become the new SmackDown tag team champions. That was a banger. That was a really fucking good match. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, Randy Orton defeated Rusev. Baron Corbin defeated AJ Styles and Ty Dillinger in a triple threat match to become the new United States champion. Charlotte Flair defeated Natalia. Um, to become the new SmackDown. Oh, no, no, no. It was a disqualification. So Natalia uh, retained the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Jinder Mahal defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to retain the World he- uh, WWE World Championship. Bobby Roode defeated Dolph Ziggler for reasons. And in the main event, Kevin Owens defeated Shane Sweat McMahon in a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, that was but- when Sammy turned heel, wasn't it? It was indeed. He dragged them off the table, didn't he? As if that was the main event. I know. Went for 40 minutes. I remember being a good match, to be fair. It was all right, yeah. Yeah. And our final pay-per-view from the 8th of October, from the RBC Centre in Raleigh, North Carolina, WWE presents No Mercy 2006. In a dark match, Jimmy Wang Yang defeated Sylvian. Opening match, Matt Hardy defeated Gregory Helms. Brian Kendrick and Paul London defeated Idol Stevens and Casey James to retain the WWE Tag Team Championships. Montel Vontavious Porter, a.k.a. MVP, defeated uh, Marty Garner. Mr. Kennedy defeated by disqualification The Undertaker. Oh, oh boy. Rey Mysterio defeated Chavo Guerrero in a false count anywhere match. Chris Benoit defeated Sir William Regal in a submission match. And in the main event, King Booker defeated Batista, Bobby Lashley, and Finley in a fatal four-way to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Nice. That's your nice. tidbits. That is your titty titty tidbits. Unless you've got another one. No, there's not really. There's a few cool shows, but not like noteworthy. Nothing stand out. I mean, saying that, some of those you could argue weren't noteworthy, but, you know. Got yeah. f- we got to fulfill our duty of tidbits uh, in Aaron's absence. It was, it was a pretty, pretty cool New Japan show, but it wasn't anything, as I say, it wasn't anything noteworthy. Fair enough. The main event, main event was Murder Grandad versus Ace. Murder Grandad. <laughs> All day. Um, so that's your tidbits. Uh, we'll move into uh, this week's uh, NXT UK review. Uh, so the show kicks off straight away with uh, Amelia McKenzie versus Ginny. Uh, interestingly, the last time these two faced was in the NXT UK Women's Championship Tournament, which I didn't realise until I mentioned that on commentary. I forget that either of them were in that tournament. Yeah, I, I, I'd fallen off NXT UK at that point. So I think I had to. That's probably why I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the match itself, um, lots of back and forth uh, exchange of kind of various mat holds and mounts in, in the open a few minutes. Ginny gains control after McKenzie holds on uh, 
uh, from behind and tries for a German suplex and she gets bounced back off the ropes. Uh, Gillian unlocks in the Iron Octopus and transitions into a pin for a two count. Uh, Connors keeps getting his face in or keeps getting involved in the match, getting his face in front of Mackenzie to cause a distraction um, whenever she's grounding kind of near the ropes. Um, Mackenzie manages to fight out the corner uh, after that distraction, hits a cutter. Connor then tries to get involved again, tries to swipe the legs of Mackenzie. Uh, Mako then comes out, gives him a swift boot, tells him to get to fuck. Uh, and just when you think Ginny might steal something off the distraction, Mackenzie ducks out of the way, hits a German suplex for two. Mackenzie then plants Ginny with, uh, I, I don't know what this was, it's sort of like a, a straight jacket, like sort of pile driver-ish move. I couldn't quite grasp what it was. It, it looks impressive. Surprised um, he do it, to be honest. I know, I know. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, she got a two count off that. I thought that was over just off the back of her doing essentially a pile driver. Yeah. Uh, but she gets a two. Um, Mackenzie goes for the spear in the corner. Ginny's capitalizes on this and hits the ripcord Liger kick for the win. Uh, after the match, Ginny calls out Mako uh, and wants her title shot. You said the other week that you thought this may have come a little bit early. Yeah, I feel like they were doing a really good, well, they're doing a really good job of building up like Mako was being like this unstoppable force and Ginny is being like somebody. I, I feel, well, I don't know. I feel as if they'd give it a bit longer. They could have actually established Ginny as more of a threat to Mako's title. I do. They'd have given her a few more say, matches, I think. Yeah, it's not to say that it's, she's not going to be a threat because I think it wouldn't surprise me if Ginny took the belt of Mako. But mm. at the same time, if you'd given it like a, another like month or so yeah i agree maybe add another character another challenger in between and then yeah have journey challenge it it would have been a lot more difficult to call but i feel like now it's all gone pretty, yeah it's pretty obvious that Ginny's gonna lose yeah i agree um i don't disagree with the fact that like Ginny's up there in the target contention but as you say like i think a little bit more build a couple more matches over like a month or so would have maybe put like I don't want to say like kind of doubt in your mind as to who would win, but like it wouldn't have felt, as you say, kind of a, a dead cert almost that Maker was going to take it off her. Yeah, I think I think the thing for me as well is that obviously Ginny lost that match against Eva Valkyrie when Eva got hurt. Mm. So it's like if Ginny had come out winning that, she would have been had like a longer undefeated streak and she would have probably been a bit more, yeah, a bit more of a threat, as I say. But I yeah. mean, it's, it's, she's a fucking asshole. She's, she's going <laughs> to. <laughs> she's gonna cheat, cheat as much as she can. Yeah, and Connors is absolutely gonna get, like, expect a lot of Joseph Connors involved in that match. I can't wait. I, I can't wait for uh, Joseph Connors for like he wasn't really doing it for me at first, but like in the last couple of like maybe like month or so. Yeah, he, he's really up the shit baggery, and it's fucking brilliant. I, I, one thing I will say though, I just want to see him in some more matches. Like, whilst mm. he's a really good kind of, like, shitbag kind of heel distraction character on the outside for Ginny, he's just like, at this point, he just feels like a manager. And he's better than that. Much better. I mean, on the very few matches we've seen him in over the last few months, he's looked really impressive. I think, like, give him a bit more. It almost feels like he never yep. quite recovered from getting sparked out by Mastiff in the, the Heritage Cup. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't lost a match since um since he was like a. He hasn't, but I mean, he's only probably had about two matches well, since. Yeah, he's probably only had like two or three. So yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, a bit more from him. But yeah, um, 
Ginny challenging Mako. Um, I don't imagine we're going to get that just yet. I think it's going to be a few weeks, Bill, but she certainly made her her intentions felt. Yeah. Uh, next up, we see Blair Davenport. Uh, she lets herself into Sid's office. Um, she says, I've been banned from competing, but not having meetings. Uh, basically, Sid just reinstates her. Um, not at his decision, but at the request of Stevie Turner, uh, because she because she's in 4D. I didn't know if you were, you were aware of that. She's in the fourth dimension. Fourth dimension, mate. Blair Danport's probably like three and a half at best. Three, yeah, uh, yeah, tops, um, tops. Yeah, she, she'll probably she'll probably knee Stevie so hard that she's going to go to like the fifth or sixth. <laughs> uh, and Scarlet's one, just the one, just the one, just 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 one, half the most, actually, yeah, at, at best, at best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after this, we get a, a little vignette uh, from A Kid. Uh, says he knows what the pressure's like being the champion. Says it, he'll give him no other option uh, to tap out. Um, that being Ilya Dragunov. Um, we then get Mark Andrews versus Sam Gradwell. Uh, this comes off the back of um, absolute babyface Sam Gradwell defacing subcultures um, Ab- media kind of area the other week. Clear listener of the podcast because <laughs> he made so many Avril Lavigne references. <laughs> I thought this as well. I've, I've even put that in my notes. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, top babyface. Sam Gradwell. Samwise Gradwell. Samothy um, Gradwell. <laughs> so Gradwell uses his power and size advantage to keep the smaller man down, the smaller, quicker man down. Andrews does start to build some momentum and frustrates Gradwell's and speed, but he's quickly grounded again from Gradwell's size and power. Andrews then looks like he takes a real nasty bump in the corner uh, when Gradwell like drags him down by his feet off the turnbuckle. Uh, Gradwell then uh, a few moments later lands a really nice looking double hook, uh, double underhook suplex for a two count. Andrew goes up top again. And again, Gradwell attempts to drag him down by his legs, but this time Andrews turns it into a DDT, which is a cool counter. Um, after a brief exchange of offense off the ropes, uh, Andrews grounds Gradwell with a bulldog and then follows up with a double stomp to his back and gets a two count. Gradwell starts to fire up. Andrews leaps and gets caught on his shoulders. Gradwell then goes to hoist him over and Andrews turns it into a stun dog, but Gradwell rolls out of the ring before Andrews can make the pin. Uh, and then into the close of the match, Andrews uh, drops Gradwell with a moonsault on the outside. As they get back in, Andrews leaps up off the top rope, but is caught on the shoulders again. He manages to hold on despite numerous elbows from Andrews um, and then drops him with the fireman's carry slam for the victory. Uh, yep. Gradwell, as a note, gives uh, an Avril Lavigne reference. So, as you say, definitely listen to the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Sam Riddle. <laughs> yeah. That um, that Stun Dog Millionaire um, from the Michinoku Drive was fucking awesome. Yeah. As but, much as you give the Stun Dog Millionaire I, shit, but it's only when I it comes from it. like a suplex because it looks yeah. naff. Well, no, I, I hate it when it doesn't make sense. Like the Ooh. fact that, like, the fact that like, he's literally asking his opponent to do a move. But if you do it like that, where it's like, it's coming from out of nowhere. You're not like you're not expecting it to happen. It looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's good though. I'm glad Samuel's picked up a victory here. Um, it felt like at one point a few months ago they were starting to build a bit of momentum with him. Like it started to feel like he was getting a slight push. Like he was involved in that thing with with um, Trent Seven and this whole thing. Like you know, I'm I'm also one of the the pillars of the brand sort of thing. And he was getting a lot of TV time and he still is. He's still getting these little promo bits backstage, but it seems like it's almost died down a little bit. Just when we thought maybe a few months ago that it was, was going somewhere. So this is nice to see him get a win back. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he could be quite a, like obviously he's got history with Ilya. Um, he's got history with Tyler Bates as well. He, he could be like a, a credible challenger to either of them. They just yeah. need to keep. They just need to keep the ball rolling with them a bit. I think. Mm-hmm. Just have him slap a couple of heads about backstage. Keep him relevant. Yeah. Good shit. Um, next up, we see Webster, uh, Flashmog Webster, that is, and Shah Samuels backstage. Uh, Webster calls him uh, the hide-and-seek world champion and then slaps him in the face for absolutely no reason. So I imagine we're getting Webster's versus Samuel next week, which is good because it's always nice, nice to see Shah Samuels it, on TV. It's Flashmog and Webster's gimmick now that he just goes around happy slapping people. Pretty much. And that's what it feels like because didn't he do that to Wolfgang like a month or so ago? He did to Wolfgang like a month ago, yeah. Yeah. And not in came of it either. That was the worst part. Like, literally, fuck all came of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like, this comes to something. I mean, we've not seen Shah Samuels wrestle for a bit. And obviously, he, he featured in the no. the Heritage Cup match, which we'll get onto in a moment as, as Dallas kind of ring called a man. Who has lost a drastic amount of weight. Shah Samuels looks unreal. Yeah. He's unreal. like trimmed up so much. Yeah. Big, beefy, stocky boy from the east of London. East! East! Yeah, good shit. Uh, we don't get nearly a Dragunov vignette, uh, much like the one from A-Kid earlier on. Uh, says that he fought for his life to win the belt, and A-Kid needs to bring more than his best because he did that, and that's why he's the czar. Cool. Be, that's cool, gonna, cool. I think Ilya could turn heel in that much. I mean... Kind of, sort of feels like that already. Sort of feels like shades of grey, if you like. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be upset if, and I, I think A Kid's the perfect guy as well to kind of, yeah, to turn Ilya heel on. Yeah, Dragonoff feels like at this point, you know, like that episode of What If, where Doctor Strange just kind of like absorbs all of the other people that he defeats. It feels yeah. like Dragonoff's just absorbed everything from Walter, and he's just going to become that essentially yeah and just fucking rage punch everyone <laughs> that he faces pretty much yeah yeah but i'm all about that i'm fine with that Aye. uh and then finally uh the main event is the heritage cup number one contenders tournament championship final match it's got a really long winning title it's the number one contender final for the heritage cup there you go uh, Wolfgang versus Noam Dar, Scotland versus Scotland. Um, now going into this, you had the fear, didn't you? You, you thought Wolfie Boy was winning this. I did. I was very surprised he didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought this was a good match. We'll get into it in a second, but well, do you know what? I'll say it afterwards as a summary. Uh, first round, uh, Dar tries to wind up Wolfgang with some mind games, but Wolfgang's having absolutely none of it and Dar then imitates Wolfgang's howl which is quite funny and then nearly falls off the top rope trying to skimmy away from him um, Wolfgang gets Dar up for the powerbomb with about a second or two to go um, on the timer and Nigel McGuinness has a fucking an aneurysm screaming to, to put, put him, him down. down put him down uh, second round Wolfgang comes out swinging uh, Dar in the corner fakes I don't know what it is that he fakes I don't know if it's a kick or some sort of yeah. like yeah, uh, one, one thing you you have missed out as well there uh, mm-hmm. is that uh, Dar injured Wolfgang's arm the first round. So Wolfgang, oh yeah, Wolfgang was like kind of kind of like a wounded animal from the start. Yeah, is this the whole elbow thing that he's been selling for the last few matches? Because he's he's now yeah, got like a sh- like, uh, thing on it. Saying yeah, they were saying that uh, Tayman had like 
left like lasting damage on Wolfgang. Right, right. Because obviously worked over the arm. So like Dar basically Dar goes straight to it. And then like exposed that weakness. And then Wolfgang was kind of like trying to hide that he was hit when he wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, second round Wolfgang comes out swinging. Uh, Dar fakes something in the corner. I don't know if it's a kick or not, but he's in the corner. Wolfgang's in the middle of the ring. Uh, Wolfgang sort of drops down as if to anticipate it. Um, And then he comes back off the corner and drops him uh, for a one count. Uh, Wolfgang then punches lumps out of Dar for a good few minutes. Uh, Just as it looks like he's about to finish him off, Samuels causes a distraction on the April. Devlin then appears from out of nowhere and attacks Joe Coffey. Um, And I think at this point, uh, Dar has found his other two tag partners for that eventual six-man match against Gallus. It, it seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, which I'm happy with. Really happy yeah. with. It'll be good. Really, really fun. Um, Dar manages to get a roll-up off the distraction, grabs a handful of tights and picks up the first fall. Yeah. Uh, round three, Dar walks straight into a massive spear as the round starts and Wolfgang pulls it back to one apiece. There was literally nothing else to that. It was over in less than 10 seconds. I like that though, because it meant that the like four rounds four, five and six were all like, the, the, it like so the, sudden death rounds immediately yeah 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 uh round four dar absolutely doesn't want any of it like just backing away from wolfgang the whole time just shitting a brick basically uh wolfgang uses him as a punch bag as he did in the pre uh round two i think it was um wolfgang goes for a spear again but dar manages to slide to the outside uh now dar then boots wolfgang as he climbs through the ropes from the outside Samuel then, Shah Samuel screams at him like something like, you pillock or something like that. And I couldn't quite make out what he said before, but just hearing Shah Samuel shout and scream at someone that they're a pillock in like the broadest London accent is always good to hear. I fucking love Shah Samuels. <laughs> uh, Darden goes to work on the injured arm, as you mentioned earlier, um, keeps him down with some stiff kicks to the leg as well. Wolfgang then dodges Dar's kick on the outside and he boots the ring post. He then goes for the spear into the barricade. Dar evades that and sends him flying. And then that was the end of the round. Nigel thought that Dar had won the round then because he managed to just scramble in as the round finished and the bell went. And for some reason, he thought that was the count-out victory rather than the yeah. ring bell going for the end of the round. It had to be close on the count-out, hadn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it, it was on nine anyway. Yeah, I think that's probably why he did. Like, I didn't realise it was only until I watched it back. I was like, oh, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, round five. Uh, Wolfgang's clearly injured from missing the spear and hitting the barricade, barely gets to his feet for the start of the round. Darkham's flying in with the drop kick, follows up with several kicks into the opposite corner. Wolfgang then gets a two after catching Dar in the corner and slamming him into the middle of the ring. Uh, Dar then locks in Wolfgang's bad arm, gets flipped over, locks in the champagne super knee bar. Wolfgang manages to punch his way out of it. Dar then goes for his first Nova roll attempt. Wolfgang hits uh, counters of a spear, Pins him with two seconds to go, but the bell rings just before the ref can count three. I thought that was a really cool finish to that round. Really yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, Shah Samuelson has to drag Namdar back to his feet for the start of the round. Wolfgang's just stood up with his arms folded, like all under his own steam, like kind of waiting and ready to go. Dalek's absolutely fucked. And then round six, uh, Wolfgang just eats everything Dalek has to throw at him. Uh, hits an exploder suplex. Dar then keeps kicking at the legs of Wolfgang until he eventually manages to drop him. Goes up top for the double stomp and hits uh, hits the double stomp to the ankle. Wolfgang then gets uh, right up, levels him with a clothesline for two. 
Dub boots him in the head, goes for the pin. Wolfgang kicks out a one and is absolutely having fucking none of it. Darden hits a Nova roll. Wolfgang isn't phased at all. Darden hits a second one and then picks up the final pin for the victory and to become number one contender for the Heritage Cup. It was a weird last round, that wasn't it? It was a bit odd. Like, it was almost as if they'd kind of just turned Norm Dar babyface for that last round. Yeah. Rather than like right from the start. Base performance, like in that yeah. round, just that yeah. round. But no, very cool. Very good match. I thought this was Wolfgang's best match of this, his Heritage Cup, like number one contending. And I know we were saying it the other week, like, the rounds sit like the round stipulation doesn't really suit someone like Wolfgang, where his whole thing is to come out and just one bomb someone and knock them out rather than it being a round yeah. thing. Which you got you think about it in that way, you go, Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But also you think, well, as a boxer, like a boxing match is rounds. So then surely mm. it is his stipulation type. But I think when you, you've been sport with watching lots of other Heritage Cup matches where every round almost feels different and everyone comes out of kind of a different way they've adapted, they've sussed out the other guy. And you see them transition and change throughout the rounds. Wolfgang doesn't really ever seem to do that. He just kind of comes out with the same strategy every round. But I thought this yeah, was it, easily his best Heritage Cup match. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think the thing is, like the way they could, the, the way they should have booked Wolfgang was the way they booked Dave Mastiff, where yeah, he'd either knock you out or he'd just weather all your offense, and then it'd like be an absolute battle to beat them. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy that. Uh, so, as I say, Dar is now the number one contender to Tyler Bates Heritage Cup. Who do we think is winning that? Uh, probably, oh, I don't know, actually, because story-wise, it should be Dar, shouldn't it? I feel like it. I'd, I'd, I'd put my, but, my money on Dar. But then, has Tyler held it long enough? He hasn't. But he doesn't necessarily have, like, if they build also, something into storyline where he kind of loses his focus, like this whole thing where Trent's like, I want gold, let's keep pushing for the tag championships. He loses his focus mm-hmm. going for that, and that costs him the the win in the Heritage Cup match, maybe. Yeah. See, I, I can see Trent challenging Tyler for the Heritage Cup. I feel yeah. like that's where they're going with this. Mm. Well, More. it depends. Like, if they, if they put off Dar versus Bates, for a while, there's still time to slot in Trent versus Bait for it. Yeah, but I reckon they're probably gonna just up, just up, dub, lose fairly soon. Yeah, mm. you know. Yeah. So uh, that was NXT UK. Uh, I thought it was a fairly decent episode. Uh, the yeah. Heritage Cup match didn't disappoint. I enjoyed that. Uh, it's nice to see Sam Gradwell pick up another victory. Uh, and Amelia McKenzie and Ginny was decent. We now know our next contender for the, the women's championship. So yeah, tied up a lot of a lot of bows uh going forward. Um what were your highs and lows? Um my well, my lows were no pretty deadly. <laughs> because why why even bother having NXT UK a pretty deadly, I'm gonna be honest. Um, and my high was that we got a hell of a lot of Shah Samuels, which Fuck yeah. Always make me happy. Always good. <laughs> always, always good. Um, my highs and lows, I'm going to say the Heritage Cup match is my high. Uh, I think it's the best Wolfgang's looked in not just Heritage Cup matches, but just generally, like, I wasn't really tired of watching them. I thought they told quite a good story there. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. 
Uh, my low, um, I'll be honest, I don't have a low, really. Fair three enough. matches, three, three fairly solid matches, storylines progressing, just, yeah, all good. I'm all right with it. Yeah. It's rare that I have a low on NXT UK, and if I am, it's usually nitpicking. So, yeah, yeah decent. Uh, so, first question is, how long until Pretty Deadly reads some sort of drip singularity that destroys the entire world? <laughs> um, keep, keep them away from Ricky Starks. It'll happen sooner rather than later. Um, that'll be their Christmas present to us. Yeah. The <laughs> absolute, absolutely deadly truth. Um, <laughs> a, next, Big Tasty says, with the draft having recently happened, would you like to see NXT UK include in a future draft? And who would you draft from to the brand? 100%. I think we mentioned the CFW, didn't we? Like, I, if they did a draft I, between just NXT and NXT UK? Yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't be against seeing an NXT, NXT UK draft. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for Pretty Deadly to... Well, Pretty Deadly and Mustache Mountain to go to NXT. Yeah, agree. I feel like they've outgrown the brand. Like, Mustache, Bount, Mustache Mountain feel as though they're almost unbeatable at this point. Hmm. Which is good because it means like when when they do lose, it's a genuine shock. But yeah. at the same time, like sometimes it would just be nice. Like that cut Smith and Carter match last week. I thought Smith and Carter should have won it. Mm. I, I felt like it would have been it would have been a good kind of like story beat for them. I and I think they will get the win back, but it's just yeah, that's just me. Smith and Carter as well be awesome in, in NXT. Yeah. Um, going the other way, I'd love to see Finn in NXT UK. Oh fuck yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and Kevin Owens said he wanted to go to NXT UK as well. I think he'd yeah. be awesome there. Sasha Banks getting mm-hmm. to do some stuff with that women's division would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else. I've got a couple. I'd probably like to see over there, back and forth. Um, I'd absolutely love to see. Rampage Brown and Dave Mastiff go over to go into a triple threat with Odyssey Jones. Give me that all day. Give me that all day. A Bron break is in the mix just because. Just yeah, just because fuck it. More um, the other way, uh, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano against Ilya Dragunov, I think would fucking slap. Um, yeah. As far as the women's side goes, um, I don't know, I like to see Ember Moon go over. Like she doesn't seem to be doing an awful lot at the moment. I don't know what they're doing for storyline wise. It feels like they might be on the cusp of turning a heel, possibly. Yeah, but I think she'd be cool. Like I think it's it's untested territory. Like you know she's been on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Like why not go over there? I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, and then as far as tag teams, you've already said Pretty Deadly going over, Mustache Mountain going over. Absolutely agree. Um, not that we haven't seen them over there before. I'd like to see Imperium back on NXT UK. Mm. Yeah, um, I feel like we've got a bit of unfinished business over there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I don't know. I know MSK haven't been on the been on NXT all that long, but I'd like to see them go over, face some of the teams there. But equally, you just bring over a couple of teams like Mustache Mountain and Pretty Deadly, see them on NXT. So yeah, yeah. But I'd, it, love, to, I'd love to see the Street Profits wrestle some of the teams in NXT UK. Oh. Street they, Profits against Smith and Carter. Yeah. yeah. Smith, street, street Profits versus um, Pretty Deadly. Oh. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. That'd be, That'd be cool. 
and Finalamont. Are there any up, up and coming UK indie wrestlers you'd like to see in NXT UK? I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything from the recordings this week, but I certainly know one that's gone there. Don't worry about it. Do you know who it is? No, I've, I've literally avoided it. Like, oh, like, I just want to tell you, but I won't. I, 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 I want to like have the nice surprise and go, oh, holy shit. <laughs> All right, I'll, um, I'll keep quiet. I'll keep quiet. I'd like to see Shreddy Breck because he's fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, a, a guy, obviously Scott Oberman, friend of the podcast. I think yeah. he'd, do, he'd do some wonderful work in yeah. uh, NXT UK. Put him with Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, I've got a couple, I think. Yeah. And someone who I've, um, I saw at a wrestling show a couple of weeks ago, who I was really impressed by, was Isaac North. He's got okay. a really, really unique look. Um, really kind of sort of stiff style as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very impressive. Yeah. He, nice. He, count, he counted the cutter with a chop out the air. It was fucking beautiful. Fucking hell. Lovely yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, who were the tag team we saw at that TNT event? The champs? Uh, Kings of the North. Kings of the North. Get them in there. That'd be fucking well, they, good. They've dropped the TNT tag titles, so... Ooh. Maybe. Kings of the North would be really fucking good. Uh, I tell you, has to be really fucking good. Sugar Dunkerton, yeah, and also give it me now, Cara Noir. Oh fuck yeah, Cara Noir. Get Cara Noir in NXT UK. Spike Trevay as well. Spa, fucking Spike Trevay. Yes, fucking yes, yeah. Oh, please do it, do it now. And also, Spike Trevay wrestled in a uh, death match tournament where he wore a, tw- a tweed three piece suit. Fair fucking play, and and had his hand. Yeah, he, he just had his hands taped up while wearing a, a tweed three piece. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then shout out to my favourite indie tag team. I'd like to see the henchmen there. That's my mate yeah. Ben Bent on Destruction and Jim Diehard. It's just two big fucking hosses. Get them in there. I've, I've them in a faction with Dave Master. Would that be too much hoss? Thick, thick boys on tour. Uh, <laughs> Uh, someone else as well, uh, as far as the women's uh, division goes, um, Alexis Falcon's fantastic. Yes. So, so is Lizzie Evo. She's yeah. awesome. Um, there was somebody else, and I can't fucking remember who it is now. Oh, Gia Adams. She's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All and the, the she- shouts. The She-Wolves are fantastic. Yeah. Current, current TNT tag team champions, the She-Wolves. Yeah. Also, uh, what's her name? Who was in the Medusa Complex? Charlie Evans. Charlie Evans. Get Charlie Evans over. Well, it. it sounds like she might be going the other way. What? The dark side? AEW? AEW. <laughs> Ed, <laughs> okay. King- She's Eddie Kingston's favourite wrestler, and Eddie Kingston's like constantly rallying to get her signed. <laughs> so I think Look, if she was any whichever organization she goes to as long as she's getting some TV time because she's fucking oh, superb. Yeah. 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 I'd love to see her in, in NXT UK. Yeah. Sweet. That's some fucking good questions there. That last one especially I like I like that fantasy booking of a draft back and forth and, yeah. and indie guys and gals coming over. Really, get, really cool. Get, just get shreddy in NXT UK, please. <laughs> fucking when, when he's tweeting things like referring to himself as Quadzilla, you know, you're onto a fucking winner right there. Quadzilla. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Like I love Freddy. 
Well, thank you for listening, folks. That wraps up this week's episode of NXT UK uh, yes, and our boy. review of that. Yes, boy. Uh, if you want to know, uh, sorry, if you want to know, if you want to let us know what you thought uh, of this episode, any other episode, or anything else generally wrestling-wise across the world, give us a shout on our social media on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod and on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I've been Troy. That's been Jay. We've been the UWP. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>